Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. This is our Digital Nomad Digest segment with myself and Cami. So in today, we are going to be sharing how you can kickstart your traveling lifestyle, digital nomad journey, whatever that looks like for you. We are going to be sharing some advice and how you can get started living this lifestyle if it is something that interests you. So, Cammy, take it away. Why don't you give us a few tips that you have? I'll share a few tips that I have. And as always, if you have any further questions, all of our links are below. So you can absolutely reach out to us on Instagram or whatever your favorite social platform is. And we're happy to chat further there. Cammy, let's hear it. So I would just start off saying that those are the tips based on my experience and your experience. Of course, I'm sure that other digital nomads, maybe they would tell you differently. But I think that my first tip in which is completely based on my experience of starting off my traveling journey um, a little bit through my savings <laughs> So I first, before I actually left Brazil with my one-way plane ticket and everything two years ago, I was in Indonesia, in Bali. And at some point over there, I was for four months just living off of my savings. Of course, I was, you know, researching how I could start a, um, a business. I was starting like this yoga, online yoga business for myself because... I'm a certified yoga teacher and I was researching about that and kind of like working on this side hustle passion project. But in, gen in general, I was just experiencing what it was like to live a life of traveling and packing and having to meet new people and, you know, forcing myself, quote unquote, outside of my comfort zone. And at that time, for me, I was really dabbling, starting to dabble with my intuition and connect to how traveling with my intuition looked like. So I think it was really, really important. Like, like now, when I look back in back at it, I think it was so important that I didn't have a, you know, full time remote job or that I was working full time with clients or something like that, because I was just a little baby, you know, in traveling. I was just experiencing it for the first time in that way. Of course, I had traveled before and lived abroad before as well. Not in such a free way. You know, it was the first time that I was really free. I didn't have plans. I didn't have strings attached. I was traveling solo. So I could just decide where I wanted to go at when, whenever I wanted to go. So I think my first, first tip for you, if you're starting out and you're still unsure about how that would go, would be, and you have a full-time job right now, you work a nine to five and it's not remote, but you still really, really want to do it. I would say for you to save up some money and then whenever you can with your vacation or if while you're transitioning from one job to the other, it's to use up that savings while you're traveling. Of course, use it wisely, but, you know, do a saving specifically for these traveling months and just go freely, you know, choose one destination wherever you want to go and then have it a little bit open in the sense that you will get the feeling of how it is. How does it look like to improvise on the spot while you're traveling? Because I think that that is kind of a muscle that you grow, you know, and build up because 
you know, last minute, finding last minute flights, finding last minute accommodations, getting comfortable with the fact that sometimes things will not turn out the way that you wanted, you know, like you right now in Cordoba, like it looked completely different from what you expected. And I think that dealing with those, not disappointments, but, you know, dealing with those kind of nuances of traveling, I think it's one of the big muscles that you have to um, build up. So I would say, yeah, gather up. My, my first tip for sure would be get a, gather up a savings choose a destination and but not with a lot of structure that's what i would say and then just go from there flow from there and experience that for a while yeah i totally agree and i think also we were talking kind of off of air about the fact that for me and it's i think for you as well whenever people are like oh how do i become a nomadic my advice to you is always try it because this lifestyle is not necessarily for everybody and I think it can be very over sensationalized and glamorized online but I mean I can speak firsthand to when I started becoming nomadic and traveling and I left China and I was like okay like let's live this lifestyle I was like oh this is a lot different from what you see on Instagram so I think what we're sold it's very different in reality and it, it may not be something that you truly want to do for a long time. So try it out, do it for four months, six months usually is what I recommend and stay in the places like the co-living or the hostels or, you know, the places where it's more of a community, especially if you are traveling solo, because then you will really get more of a taste of what the lifestyle is really like. And honestly, there is a lot of, and I think any nomad can attest to this, even if you want to have fun and party, like you still have to make money. And so there is a lot of working behind the scenes. And on my Instagram, I try to share a lot of that behind the scenes. And I actually feel like sometimes I end up sharing more pictures of just me sitting at a table with my computer than me even actually like being outside traveling and doing things because it's, it's a balance. And I think that's something that people don't realize if you want to make this a sustainable lifestyle and it's not just a, a two or three month or even like one week really amazing trip or vacation. Like this is not a vacation. It's a lifestyle. So you really have to think about what that looks like for you and definitely have your finances in order. But I do think that traveling solo especially as like a solo female versus traveling as a couple which is what I have done looks very different so what does that kind of look like a little bit for you Cami? and what advice would you give to somebody who's looking to go out and travel on their own especially as a solo female a lot of people are really afraid of traveling alone and you know just by being alone <laughs> In this, you know, to begin with, which I think that not a lot of people are used to doing or, you know, going out by themselves, going out for lunch by themselves, going out to the cinema by themselves, just, you know, going for a walk. I don't know. So I, I think that it is really different than when you are with other people. And of course, it comes with its challenges. Like, I know that one thing, like, I remember when I was traveling alone a lot, and then the first time that I traveled with someone, I think was a friend of mine, I realized how good it was because, like, at least this part was really good because 
um, whenever I wanted to go to the bathroom or I was queuing like in the line of, in a line of, I don't know, food or something, I could just leave my stuff with her and not worry about, you know, having to want to go back to the queue and doing all of the thing again and things like that. So, um, of course, there are like small things that you notice when you're traveling by yourself versus when you're not. But at the same time, I feel like that there comes so much self-awareness and space for you to get to know yourself and really understand who you are and what you want that with another person you wouldn't have. Because when you are traveling alone, if you want to leave a place where you're staying and go to, I don't know, the other side of the island, the other side of the country, the other side of the city... You can, you don't have to discuss that idea with anyone. You can just have a desire and go do it. You know, if it's 10 p.m. and you want to go out to a random restaurant, you can, you don't have to discuss it with anyone. You can just do it, you know, like there's no in between. There's no compromise that you have to to make with anyone. And that get, gives you a level of freedom that I think that supports you in your understanding of who you are and the things that you want. And I will say that in my life, before starting in this journey, I was in a relationship for six years. And before that, I was in a relationship for two years. So since I was 18 years old until my 26 years old, I was in relationships for like eight years, you know, straight. And I started my travels when I went to Bali, it was, I think it was eight months after I broke up that relationship, the long one. And it was the first time ever that I was traveling alone. It was like really, really life changing. It was where my, you know, the Blossom Experiment, the project, it was where it was born. Uh, my whole life, my whole identity, I would say, like my personality changed so much because I started uncovering this new version of myself that was really courageous and was really sure of who she was and loved herself so much. I think that it helped me create this relationship with myself that now I know that whatever happens in my life, I'll never be alone. Like I'll always have myself, you know, of course, people are really nice to have around and I love humans. I love people. Like I'm not, I'm an extrovert, you know, I love humans. I love my friends. I love my family. I love, you know, having partners and things like that. But at the same time, I think it's also, it gives you an understanding that you are so enough and complete that you don't really, if other people that are in your life, they're not giving you what you deserve, then they are not deserving of being in your life. And I think that that relationship of me taking care of myself, me providing to myself whatever I need, me providing the love, the care, you know, the, ah, you know, you you want to eat a burger right now? Let's go eat a burger, you know, like as if it was a child, constantly feeling taken care of. I think that that created a level of like of self-love and I don't know, that didn't exist before, you know, before I was just leaving for other people. I didn't really know myself. I was a very afraid human. I wouldn't like, I didn't do anything by myself. I didn't know what it was like to be by myself, you know? So I think this journey for me, of course, it has its challenges, but it was more of a blessing than anything else, for sure. What about you? How was it? Because I know that traveling with someone else, you know, it's another whole, whole other thing. Yeah, it's, 
very different. And I will say it is kind of finding that balance, like of what you just mentioned of doing things together, but then also doing things on your own when you want as well. But I would really say, and like, I think this is pretty obvious, but I cannot stress it enough is that you just have to have good communication because if you don't you are likely going to be spending almost all day every day with the person that you're traveling with especially if you're a nomad and you're obviously like living together sharing accommodation and you're both in a new place well both of you aren't going to have friends there, you know? So you really have to have boundaries and communication. And an example is literally what we're doing right now. So I was telling Cammy off of air, but we rented a really nice place, but we started renting in Cordoba and Argentina a little bit late. So we got a studio apartment, which is nice, but it's a studio and we're used to having at least one room. So you know, right now I'm doing this and my partner wanted to record something and it's like, oh, I can't. So it's really having a balance and having the the boundaries of like, okay, this needs to get done. Okay, we'll find a solution. I'll go here. I'll be quiet for this amount of time. And then I have this call at this time. So it's a lot of planning and communication back and forth. And I think if you don't have that, or if you maybe are not with the right person, I think it will become very evident very quickly that you just can't make it work or, or live together and really be together all of the time. Um, so I think that that is important. And yeah, like I said, like you will figure out real quick if it's the right person or not for this lifestyle. For another lifestyle, it could be a perfect match. But if this is a lifestyle that you're living, then you, you have to really make it work together because you just doing whatever you want is likely not going to work but another thing I wanted to touch on was when you were talking about remote work so kind of going into the money and finance side of it there's two ways really of course there's a million ways within these two ways but there's two ways that you can really make money if you want to be a nomad full-time and be on the road and that is to work for another company or to start something of your own and there's many things within that but I opted and as did you. And I think it's it's very even split. There's no one way is right, one way is wrong. I know a lot of nomads who work for companies and I know a lot of nomads who have something of their own, freelance, have a business, whatever it may be. And for me personally, I left my last job in China and I was just like, I never want to work for somebody ever again. But I will say remote work is very difficult to find. And I think increasingly it's getting more difficult, especially as a lot of companies. I just saw an article yesterday that Zoom, Zoom of all companies are making people come back to the office. Like if Zoom is doing that, then we're all doomed. Yeah, I think that it's important to note that it it does take statistically on average, I believe it's like six to 12 months to find a remote job because they're in such high demand. So I think it's important to manage your expectations as well. But then on the other side, it's like, okay, that's a long time. So I'm just going to do something for myself, start something of my own. And that also takes a long time to, you have to know how to get clients and what services you're going to provide. And I always say, because this is the mistake I made when I started is I started in something that I was not passionate, truly fully passionate about. I was like, I can do it. So it's fine. I'll just do it and I'll make money. And yeah, that's great. But then when you want to grow it and scale it, you're growing and scaling something that you don't even really enjoy. So why would I want to grow that and to make that my whole life and my everything when 
it's not something I'm truly passionate about. So I would say even if the money is not there to start, start in something that you really enjoy and then figure out how you can monetize that. And you might have to get creative. And that's the whole part of being a business owner or an online entrepreneur is it's not always going to be cut and dry, but I, that that would be my biggest advice. I have a lot of advice I could give, but just kind of in short form here, that would be something that I would say is to start in an area that you're really passionate in from the beginning instead of having built something up and then, oh, I'm like a year or two into this and this has taken up all of my time and my energy, but I don't even want it anymore. Another thing that I would say as well, because we were talking about like with my first tip about the savings and then traveling with your savings and things like that, just taking like a month off or something, I would strongly advise you to work on something, even if it's, I don't know, a book that you've been wanting to write or just writing random articles or just building a website or learning to build a website or filming video. I don't know. I would try to find something that you're passionate about and kind of build it while you're on this trial period because that will also give you a little bit of the sensation of what is it like to balance the work and traveling and exploring aspect of being a digital nomad because it's one thing to go with your savings and then pretend that you're in as if you are in vacation like that's not the same experience that you're gonna have if you are actually living like a digital nomad a remote worker it's completely different um i remember in a saying in like in what you're saying, I remember that when I was in Greece, I was at some point last year, I had a lot of clients. I was working a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And I couldn't even enjoy, and it was summer, I couldn't even enjoy the beach. I couldn't even enjoy anything. And it was so hot as well. While everyone, you know, like all of the tourists and people on holidays while they were like on the boat or exploring the city or something like that, I was in my little studio in the AC working 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 the entire day or going to a cafe and working and I remember that I realized that I was just having the same complaining thoughts that I would have if I was in my home city or in any other city in the world like it didn't matter because I was not really loving what I was doing you know I was not having the best relationship with a certain client and at some point it didn't even matter where I was like I was in this beautiful island of Crete in Greece you know and people were like oh my god you're living in Greece but didn't even matter like that was it was the same for me you know so I think that that of finding something that you're really passionate about is really important because before I left Brazil in 2021 I used to think to myself like the moment that I leave really I used I remember having this thought so many times I remember thinking to myself it's okay the moment that I leave everything will be okay like my life will be okay my problems will go away I won't be feeling this and this and this in regards to my hometown in regards to my family and yes I wasn't feeling this and this and that but I was feeling the other this and this and that, you know, because it comes with its own challenges. So I think that it's also a an illusion that all of your problems are going to go away once you find whatever remote job it is, 
whatever freelance career it is. It's not whatever because currently how our society is set up is that work is a big part of our lives, you know, and it gives us meaning like it is. I like would love to not work, but I think that at some point I would be bored and I would be like, okay, let me find something that I can do, you know. So I think it is really important to like it, you know, because just being in a beach in Greece won't solve your problems. Like it won't. Trust me. I remember when I moved to China, I was thinking, and we, I think this is such a human thing. Like we get so caught up and like, oh, it's going to be like this. And I was like, I'm going to move to China and things are going to be great. And I'm going to join a gym and I'm going to get in shape and I'm going to have all of these great friends and I'm going to blah, blah, blah. But then you get there and you're like, oh, like, I actually have to like do the work where so when you're at home, you just think it's all going to come. But then you get there and like, yes, it's a foreign place and it's really great, whatever. But you're, you still have to do the work. It doesn't matter where you are. So I think that, yeah, it's, it's so funny. And I think that's such like a human thing to think that, oh, it's just going to be great because it's another place. But you can be, like you said, in another place and still be having those same thoughts. And so I think that is really where having that balance comes in because I've totally been in places where, okay, right now is a great example. We're in Cordoba, Argentina. I was telling you off of air that we booked it for a month. It looked really pretty online. It's the second biggest city in Argentina and Buenos Aires is huge. So we were like, okay, it's, it's probably going to be big. And then we came here and it's like, okay, we could literally explore this whole town in like one hour, quite honestly. And I'm sure we could do a walking tour and there's history and things to see, but like, we don't need a month, but instead reframing it to be, okay, well, this is the month that we're going to, you know, join a gym and we're going to, I'm going to like start getting a bunch of clients and I'm going to work really hard and I have all of these goals. And that's kind of how we like to frame things when we're in a place that is maybe not like the dream place, but we've booked a month and our flights to the next place are in one month. So we can't really change it, but really just kind of making the best out of the situation. And that is going to happen wherever you are. It, you can Google image the shit out of it, but it still will happen. And or maybe it'll just be different. Maybe it'll be amazing. It'll just be different than what you expected. And from that, you'll kind of feel a little bit let down. But I think it's really just kind of managing those expectations and knowing that like you're in this for the long haul. This is a lifestyle. It's one month and then you're going to go to the next place and whatever happens there kind of happens. Another tip that I would have for you. So if you're wanting to kickstart your digital nomad journey and you've done your, you know, traveling trial period or you know trial digital nomad period and everything and now you're either looking for a remote job or you are looking into setting up something of your own i would say that one of the things that i kind of did without knowing in the beginning was finding out the skills that you have and the knowledge that you have that can be monetized and that you can put out as a service or as a product so for me, I've always been really good at writing copy and that is something that I've been doing since I was, you know, a kid. <laughs> uh, but yeah, everyone always complimented me on my writing and everything. So when I found out that I could sell copy online, that I could like that people would actually pay me for my words, I was in shock. I was like, okay, I guess that's what I'm going to do. And so I started while I was still here, I, you know, put some services out in 
on Fiverr and I started getting some clients and then started getting some clients through Facebook as well. And that's how I kind of started my freelance journey. You know, I was like, okay, this, there's this one thing that I know how to do that I do really well that, you know, people normally really like it. So I'm going to try to sell this or even like when I was selling yoga classes online like there is this one thing that I know how to do people really like it um, I'm gonna sell them and I didn't sell like loads of money but I did you know make some money out of it and if I'm sure that if I had continued it would get to other places but I didn't because you know I didn't want to focus on that but yeah I think that Nowadays, for example, I work with social media management, digital marketing. Those are things that I studied and it is something that you can monetize nowadays. So I think that it's really important to go into yourself, make a little list of the things that not only are your skills, but also the things that you like doing, like piggybacking from what we just said, kind of exploring a little bit of everything, you know, and... I would also strongly recommend going into Facebook groups. So I think that the one that we met, Digital Nomads Girls Community, I think it's called. It's a great group because there are so many digital nomads. And at the same time, people who want to become digital nomads, they ask questions over there. They talk about opportunities. Even there are even some people that are looking for like they're hiring. You can just participate in conversations and kind of get a sense of what are the questions digital nomads themselves ask themselves. So it's a very good group. So that would also be a very big tip that I would have for you while you're starting your digital nomad journey. Totally agree. Facebook groups are amazing, especially the nomad and the female nomad groups I find are really amazing. And so one other tip I have before we end off is money as a nomad can look very different. You know, if you are used to living in your hometown and maybe you have a car payment or you have a mortgage or like whatever that looks like and you go out with your friends every Friday or Saturday to the local bar, like it, your expenses can look very different as a nomad. They can be more, they can definitely be less depending on where you live and how you spend your money. But I think it's important to know before you embark on your nomadic traveling adventure, whatever that looks like for you, that your bank account and the things going in, coming out are going to look very different, especially if you start something of your own. Well, income may not be super stable. I would say like in the first, if you're building like a business for yourself that you want to grow and scale, I would say like give it two years probably to, and that's not to say that you won't make any money in month one or month two, but to really make what you truly want, figure out the direction you want things to go because you'll start and then you'll pivot and then you'll change. Like, I think that's very, very normal where I started like three and a half years ago is not where I am today by any means. Um, But really just knowing that what your finances are going to look like are going to look different. Like right now, yeah, I don't have a car payment. I don't have a mortgage. I don't have a dependent that I take care of, but I do pay for laundry every week. Like, would I be doing that at home? No. I do have ATM withdrawals coming out of my multiple bank accounts. I do have, you know, Airbnb is my rent. And so I have to factor in the service charges and I have to, you know, so it looks very different. Things are not stable. It's not, I'm paying a thousand dollars per month for rent and that's that. It can fluctuate. So I think kind of having that expectation going into it is important. 
Yes, for sure. And also another thing that I'm thinking about, kind of like I was the one kicks kick like listening to this episode and wanting to kick start my my digital nomad journey. Another thing that I would really want to know is okay, how do I define the place that I want to go to or find accommodation and something like that? So if you are if this is the question that you have in your mind right now, scroll through the podcast because we have recorded a really, really great episode on finding accommodation. And me and Nicole, we both find accommodations in very different ways and we stay for different, very different amount of, of times as well. So I'm more of like a slow traveler. Nicole, she's like a quicker traveler. So if you know you have whatever tra- type of traveler you are, I'm sure you'll find good advice in that episode for whatever lifestyle you want. And yeah, the last thing that I would say is just that going on the tangent on a tangent of what we were talking about before is that traveling won't resolve your problems. Of course, there are things that you won't feel anymore, you know, if you feel out of alignment in your home country, in your hometown, which is something that both me and Nicole felt when we were living in our home countries. That is something that will change. At least for me, it did change. I felt so much different. I felt more free. I felt more aligned. I felt like I was following a dream of mine. I felt accomplished. I felt like I was being you know, authentic to myself. I felt so courageous. I felt confident in myself that I could do it. You know, I think there are so many beautiful emotions and transformations that come with taking that leap. So I don't want to stay, you know, stand here on this podcast and say like, all of your problems are coming with you because although that's true, that's also not completely true. So don't stop yourself from going just because someone said that, you know, you're, you, you go with yourself. When you're traveling, you are the only thing that is consistent in all of the places that you're going. Your environment will change. Your, the people you meet will change. The food will change. The landscape will change. But you are always there. So whatever transformations you're going through, whatever problems you have, whatever thoughts and feelings, they will go with you. However, there's also this big transformation that comes with taking the leap of having this dream and actually following it's not even about changing the country that you're in or changing the city is about having a dream lifestyle is wanting something different and then going after it i think that that is a huge confidence boost and that is something that you it's like an accomplishment that you carry with yourself that I really, really encourage you if this is something, a dream that you have and you don't know if you want to do it for two months or two years or 20 years, still do it. Even if it's for two months, you feel you, you're you just so you know courageous and you're going after this big thing that you want. So yeah, I would definitely, definitely encourage you to do it. So you have a supporting, supportive, you have two supportive people in your life, which is me and Nicole. <laughs> absolutely yeah I could not agree with that more I never like you said truly felt aligned in Canada and yes the problems come with you but it's kind of one less problem when you're in a place where you don't feel like oh this is not really where I want like I can't reach my full potential here so 
I think really moral of the story, what we're saying is try it. It may not be for you. It may be amazing for you. Try it in a short stint. See how you like it. See how you can improve on it. Or maybe you like exactly what you did. And there's so many different ways to be nomadic. You know, how Cami and I are looks very different. You could travel for half the year and then live in your home country half the year or, or less or more. There's so many different ways. So figure out what works best for you. And same as in business as with living a nomad lifestyle, what you start with is probably not going to be what the end result looks like, but you have to start somewhere to get somewhere. So that's kind of my general advice on that. So yeah, this has been a really interesting conversation. As always, if you want to message us, all of our links are down below. Please, if you are on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, scroll down and leave a five-star review for the podcast. That really, really helps in it getting discovered, and I would really appreciate that. So this has been our Friday episode of Digital Nomad Digest. Cami and I release a new Digital Nomad Digest episode every Friday. So if you have any topics or things that you're curious about, feel free to message me on Instagram at nomadneeks and we would love to build that into our content. So thank you for joining us and we will see you in next Friday's episode.